Welcome to another inspirational message from Chowdean Community Church, Gateshead. For more information about Chowdean, visit www.chowdean.org.uk. We hope you enjoy the podcast. oh you'll just be all right you'll be all right and we will be all right because we're in God's house we're among family and friends and it is it's just lovely to be here and it is an honor for me this morning to bring you God's word and we're reading from Acts 1 verse 4 and last week I listened to Pastor Paul's podcast if you haven't listened to it you need to listen to it it was very good very informative and I particularly really like the bit where he said we would be searching bags had you not brought a Bible and this morning we have searched bags and there was two men without a Bible so (laughs) there's no searching of bags here It's just when I came across the podcast, he was like, I'm going to search your bags. And then he went, oh, no, we're not. We're not searching no bags. So, <laughs> so Acts, verse one, I'm putting my sleeves up here. This morning when I was like talking to myself, I always give myself a talking to before I come to church when I'm speaking. So I put my sleeves up and I was thinking to myself, who do I look like? I look like five star. You know? <laughs> Can you remember? <laughs> Those from the 80s. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I like my sleeves up, so... There you go. <laughs> yes, those people who are laughing know who Five Star is. <laughs> so back to Acts. And it says, Acts 1, verse 4. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father has promised, which you have heard me speak of. And when I was reading that this, this week, and for a couple of weeks, I was thinking to myself, well, what would God want me to say? What would God want me to bring? And I always start with a title. I always try to get a title. And the title I came up for this verse and this preaching this morning was, Don't Leave Empty. Don't leave here empty this morning. And I thought, well, what does that mean? What does don't leave empty mean? And I think God wants to, to speak to you this morning. He wants to minister to you this morning. He has something for you. And as we go through the course of the morning, God may speak to you. And this word here may just be for you to build you up, to refresh you, to change you, to help you in your walk with him. And I believe that when God was speaking, he gave them a command. Jesus commanded them not to leave Jerusalem. He said, I command you. And he thought it was important to command his disciples. Now, the disciples had been with Jesus and they had lived with Jesus and talked and walked with Jesus. But he commanded them. And when Jesus commands you, he means something. There's something there. There's something within the, the word. There's something within the text. When Jesus gives a command, it's, it's something that we need to take notice of. And that command was for his disciples. And he commanded them to wait for the gift which God had promised. And he had already spoke about this gift. And I I was thinking, well, why did he command them? And I think it's because he knew them. He knew his disciples and he knew them intimately. And they knew Jesus well. And Jesus was not just their Lord, he was also their friend. And for three and a bit years, the disciples and Jesus had lived together. They had worshiped together, talked together, ate together. The disciples had seen Jesus' miracles 
They'd seen his healings. They'd seen his, his preaching and his teaching in the temple. And it says in the word of God, he's, he, when he spoke in the temple, people were amazed. His disciples were there with him. They'd also seen that he was wrongly accused. They'd seen his trial. They'd seen him crucified. Heard about him put in the tomb. And they were there when he rose again because he had been eaten and speaking with them for 40 days. And he did many signs and wonders to prove who he was. And on this particular occasion, he was sitting eating with them when he commanded them. And I believe that he commanded them because he knew his disciples. And he knew them well, like he knows us well. He knows us humans. Sometimes we're a little bit fickle. And we're emotionally led. And Jesus wants us to be spirit-led. And for his disciples, he said to these disciples, don't leave. And I think it's because when Jesus ascended to heaven, his disciples would have gone either one of two ways, I believe. One way, they would have been like, rock on. Jesus has died. He's rose again. Yep, that's it. We're going to conquer the world. We're going to tell everybody about Jesus. Or they would have went, well, he's gone. Jesus is gone. He was here and, yeah, great stuff, but... He's gone. And Jesus knew they couldn't do the work in their own strength. He knew that they needed the strength of the Holy Spirit. And that's when he said in Psalm 27, it says, wait. He didn't say that, but in Psalm 27, it says, wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart. Wait for the Lord. And he was saying, wait. And waiting isn't easy. And we live in this Western world and the world says that we don't have to wait for nothing. Nothing at all we have to wait for. I mean, if you want a loan, you can go online. You can get a loan of money, you know, in, what, half an hour, if that. If you want a new car, you can go. You can trade it in that day. You can get something new. We don't have to wait. We're bombarded with adverts, junk mail, that we can have anything we want. I mean, even right down to food, you can get food delivered to your door. Or you could have instant porridge, pot noodle for lunch, instant meal. Three meals under 15 minutes. We don't have to wait for nothing. And, and it, it's, get, it's, it's getting that way where people think waiting is a bad thing. And it's not. In the waiting, something happens. When you wait for God and when you be strong, when you take heart, you're changed. The waiting forces you to trust. It forces you to believe what God said. The waiting gives you faith. And the waiting changes you. If we can't have everything instant, well, what's the point? And God doesn't want us to be people like that. He wants us to wait, to wait on him. And that's why he commanded his disciples to wait. And we sometimes need to wait for God. We need to wait for God to answer prayer. We need to wait for God to heal us. We need sometimes to wait for God to give us direction. And sometimes we just need to wait for God's presence to fill us, to renew us, to start again. And in the waiting, waiting is beautiful. Waiting is a wondrous thing. When we're waiting and we draw on God and we enter into God's presence, the waiting doesn't become stagnant. The waiting becomes active. The waiting for God is amazing. And that's why he said to his disciples, I command you to wait. And, and if we read Luke, it says, and he told them, I've already told you, what I'm going to give you, I've already told you, is a gift. The gift. And in Luke 24, it says, I'm going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power on high. 
So he said, I've already told you this. Think on the things I have told you when I was with you. So he told them to wait. And in the waiting, they were sitting. And I think the disciples would have been saying, what did Jesus say? What, what, what had he said? And when I was a little girl, I was five years old. And I remember it was Christmas Eve. And we always done the same thing every Christmas Eve. We'd get new pajamas off me, Auntie Maureen. We're allowed to open them. Then we'd have a bath. Then we'd put pajamas on. And then we'd get a glass of fizzy pop. And then we'd have some midget gems. And then Dad would put us to bed. And that was every Christmas. I mean, I'd had to stop last year because Paul was sick of it. But... <laughs> <laughs> Well, this, this Christmas Eve, I remember, and Dad put me to bed, and he said, when you wake up, Santa will have been. And do you know when you get near to Christmas, parents say when Santa's like due, you know, like a, a couple of weeks before, the kids are naughty, they'll say, you better stop it, Santa will not come. Well, my dad caught me trying to spit into the tin. I had three brothers and we're all trying to spit off the top step, step to reach this tin. I know you kind of believed of me since I'm such a shy creature. And, <laughs> and my dad said, stop it, Santa, I'll not come. And I remember going to bed saying, Dad, I haven't spit since that day. He says, that's all right. Don't worry about it. You've been good. Santa will be coming. And the anticipation, the, the, oh, the thought that Santa was coming in. I had been good. I hadn't done this. I hadn't done the spitting. Um, I hadn't slammed the door. Oh, I, couldn't, I couldn't wait. And I closed my eyes. I think I'd been asleep 10 minutes. And I woke up. And I thought, oh, he must have been. I went downstairs. And my dad opened the living room door. And I went, Dad, has Santa been? He went, no, not yet. And I burst into tears and I started sobbing. I couldn't control myself. And he picked us up and he took us back to bed. And he said, what's wrong? And I went, I just can't wait. I can't wait anymore. I can't wait for Santa anymore. And he said, wait. He says, I promise you the waiting will be worth it. Wait. Just hold on. The waiting will be worth it. And oh boy, it was worth it. Oh, I can remember a life-size doll, the same size as me with brown hair called Susie. It'd be a little bit freaky now after all the like, horrors that have had puppets come to life. But in 1973, hey, I was the bee's knees, me and Susie tripping down the street. So it was worth it. But just like Jesus says to his disciples, wait, hold on. The waiting is worth it. Don't give up. Hang on in there. And I will give you what my father has promised. And my father has promised you to be clothed with power from on high. That is an, 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 just an absolutely amazing picture that Jesus has given his disciples. And he's given it to us as well. It's there in scripture. It's the word of God. And it says, wait, you too can be clothed with power from on high. And when I was thinking about the power from on high, I was thinking clothed with the power from on high. It's just so beautiful. To be clothed means you have to put something on. You have to, the power from on high is, is put on us, in us, and is with us. And it isn't stagnant, it is active. The power from on high that Jesus clothes his disciples with and promised them the gift from our Father in heaven is an active power for us. The waiting, the promise, the gift of the Holy Spirit. And it's available to us. 
It's available to everyone who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ as saving Lord. And Jesus said, that is my part. That is my present to you. That is my gift. So hold on. Wait in Jerusalem. Do not leave because you need something more than yourself. You need something more than just the word. You need the word of God, which is spirit breathed in you. You cannot do anything in your own strength. You need my strength. And that's what God says to his disciples. In John 14, verse 16, says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you forever. So we can be helped forever by the power and the promise of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes we try to do things on our own. We try to walk the Christian walk on our own. We try to say, oh, well, I'm going to pray for this one. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And we become overwhelmed. And the waiting becomes hard. And we feel the waiting is stagnant and we feel the waiting is wrong and we feel we're hard done by. And God says, I don't want any of that. I don't want you to feel like that. I want you to feel totally whole, totally blessed and totally just surrounded by my love because you are clothed in it. You are clothed with my power and I have given that to you. That is my gift. And we forget that we have that gift from God. We forget that it's there and it's accessible and it's active. And we forget that we also need it. And I think sometimes in, in life, we, we just we, we forget that God loves us deeply. And he loves us with an everlasting love. He says, say I love you because I have you engraved on the palms of my hand. I know every hair on your head. I know everything about you. And you too can have that power from on high. On Friday night, I was babysitting my niece and nephew, um, and we had a great time. They were a little bit hyper, so I had to calm them down with a soothing song. Those who know me know that I'm slightly deaf, but there you go. So anyway, he was lying in bed, and I put him to bed. He's six years old, my little nephew, and we read his stories and everything. And then he, he was got this library book, and in the library book, it's stories of Jesus. So he was telling me all about Jesus. And he said to me, he said, Jesus is lovely. Did you know that? And I said, yeah, yeah, I do know Jesus is lovely. He went, do you know that he loves you? I says, yeah. I says, did you know he loves you? He went, oh, yeah. He says, he loves me. And then he just said, guess what I'm going to be when I grow up? I says, no, tell me what you're going to be. He says, I'm going to be a love song singer. I says, oh, Joe. I says, that'll be lovely, a love song singer. He went, yeah, should I sing you a song? Now, the first song I shan't repeat. <laughs> but the second hour, the first song I went, oh, and I think you must have thought, oh, she's not quite getting that one. You know, I'm an artist after all. But the second one, he said, I love you. He sang it to me. I shouldn't sing it to you, but he did sing. And he says, I love you in the dark. I love you in the light. But best of all, I love you when you're lying beside me. And I just, you know, when you just, I was driving home and I was just so moved and it just gave me that lovely picture of Jesus that he loves us when we're in the dark places. He loves us still then when we are doing everything in our own strength, when we, we cannot see any light at the end of the tunnel. He loves us when we're joyous. He loves us when we're praising and everything's all right with the world and God's great. And he loves us when we're in his presence. And he loves to spend time in fellowship with us and that's what kind of God we have we have a God who loves us deeply right to the very core of our being 
And that's why God says, I give you this gift. I give this gift to you. You know, and he says, I won't leave you comfortless. I won't leave you with, with nothing. You can have the gift of the Holy Spirit. And Dwight Moody, he is a great preacher, evangelist, and he brought many thousands, thousands of people to the Lord. And he said that when he was preaching, he felt empty. He felt there was something missing. He needed the, the power of the Holy Spirit. And he was praying and praying, and every Friday at four o'clock, he got a group of friends to pray with him for months on end on a Friday at four o'clock because he needed this power. He needed God's strength to do the work which he felt God had called him to do. One afternoon, he was walking towards the bank, and the Spirit of God came upon him, and he was forever changed, forever changed. And he preached a message, and thousands came to the Lord. And he said, I was still preaching the same message from the same word of God, but the difference is I had the power of the Holy Spirit. I hadn't changed my message. I hadn't changed my faith. I hadn't changed my belief. But God gave me his spirit. He clothed me with on the power with on high to give the message to his people, to bring his people unto himself. And he, he, he knew that he needed God's power. He knew that he couldn't do it on his own strength. And I love this quote, and I, I, I've read it often, and it's by Smith Wigglesworth, and he said, Enter into the promises of God. It is your inheritance. You will do more in one year if you are really filled with the Holy Spirit than you could do in 50 years apart from him. Enter into the promises of God through his Holy Spirit. God wants you to enter in. He wants to clothe you. He wants to give you the strength that you need to do the work which he has called you to do. That's what God is saying to his church, you, us this morning. He's saying to us, and one out, the title is, don't leave empty. If you need strength just to hold on, just come and ask for prayer. If you would like just a fresh touch from Jesus, just come and ask for that fresh touch. If you want to be clothed with the power on high, if you think, hang on a minute, I, I've never experienced that. Come this morning for prayer. Paul's just going to get ready and he's going to, he's going to sing. And I'll just ask the elders of the church to come down to the front um, and the leaders. And I want the church, I'm asking you to come this morning. Anyone who needs prayer for any type of thing, if you're broken, if you're hurt, in the same spirit that hovered over the waters at the beginning of the time, the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead, and the same spirit that is in Revelations who says, come, anyone who's thirsty, come. So this morning, don't go away empty. Don't think, I need prayer, but I'm not going out the front. I'd like someone to pray for me, but mm, it, it's trivial what I'm asking for. Don't do that. Don't go away empty. And that's my, my heartfelt plea to you. And all week, I've just kept been thinking this morning, God wants his people to know him and to know his strength, either in a, a gentle way, or a healing way, or a loving way, or a fresh and new way. But don't go empty this morning. Come, come to me, all who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 
And that's the promise God has for you this morning. And God never, ever lies about a promise. And God will always fulfill his promises to his people. So come. is the end of this message. We hope you enjoyed it. If you want to find out more about our church, please visit www.chowdean.org.uk and please take a minute to rate our podcast on iTunes.